Let's pray, amen. Lord, we give you this time, we give you this night, Lord. We just look to you. Oh, Lord, we, we know that your presence is with us. We know, Lord God, you've got a purpose and a plan, and your ears are open. Oh, Lord, you see. You see the needs, Lord, before your people. Lord God, those things that, that, that are in our hearts, those things that, that, are, that you desire to see come to pass, oh, Lord God. And we believe, oh, Lord God, and you are a God who is able, mighty and powerful, oh, Lord, and one who, who works on behalf, Lord, of those that seek your face. Thank you, Jesus, not for anything that we have done, but because you are wonderful and, and good and glorious. Thank you, Lord. We just pray you have your way tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, I, I want to share with you out of the book of Acts, chapter 9, as something that I have been thinking about a lot here. I talked about it at school. I tend to do that, but this is maybe a little more different um, in case you were a student there when, when I was sharing these things. But, you know, it's really been on my heart uh, to be available, uh, available for, for the Lord's will and available to reach out when it's needed. Amen? It's, it's always needed. Praise God. So Acts chapter 9, and I, I know it's a very familiar passage to us, but I just want to think about some of these things with you for just for a few minutes. So it's, let's just start reading in verse 1. It says, And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. If you read in the NIV, it says he was making murderous threats. And we know also from reading earlier in Acts and also Paul's testimony later on, we know that he had devoted himself to attacking the church, right? He was determined to come against the believers, those that believed and followed Jesus Christ. He would drag them to prison. He would try to force them to deny the Lord and to blaspheme. Right? He would uh, even testify against them as they were sentenced to death. And this is what he did. Innocent people, right? Just because they were believers in Jesus Christ. And now here he is on his way to Damascus to find other Christians and drag them back to Jerusalem to be punished. Oh, it's quite a bad picture, right? Certainly it's a bad picture, no question, no question. No question. But let's read, let's read on. Praise God. It doesn't stop there. And as he journeyed, verse 3, he came near Damascus and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul rose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man, but they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. Oh, the Lord had a different plan, praise God. Praise the Lord. He says to Saul, why are you persecuting me? You think 
You're coming against this person and that person. I'm gonna tell you you're persecuting me, Saul. That's what Jesus said. He says, who are you? He says, I'm Jesus. I'm the one you're persecuting. Is it hard for you to kick against the pricks? Right? I'm thinking the pricks in his heart, his conscience. The Lord speaking to him, even in what he's doing. What are you doing, Saul? Right? Trying to get his attention. Is it hard for you to kick? Praise God. And isn't it wonderful to see that the Lord works sovereignly, right? It's the Lord and Saul here. You know, there's no one else really involved in the picture. I mean, there's other people nearby, but the Lord just, he appears and he speaks. It's just Saul and the Lord. And how many of you can say the same? You know, I look back on my life and, and yes, even before I knew the Lord, I can tell you about a time I knew God was dealing with me. I remember it. I can tell you about it. Sovereignly, he was working in my heart. No one else knew what was going on. I knew it was God, right? Thank the Lord that he does this. Where would we be if the Lord wasn't working? Just him and us? Even if we, did Paul have any idea what was going on, that the Lord was doing this? Of course, he did now. He did now, right? But back then, he was fighting, he was struggling. It was Jesus himself. Now, of course, it was, uh, the Lord was working in a very obvious way in his life. And I just want to ask this question right now. You know, you see what happens. Everything changes, praise God. Praise the Lord. Everything, we, you know, if you have read and understand at least a little bit about what happens in the book of Acts here, everything changes with this man. Total transformation after this point, after this day. This was not just some, some emotional event and it passed and he went back and did the old things. It, it was a total, total change in his life, praise God. And do we believe it? Do we believe this account? Oh, brother, well, that's God's word. Of course I believe it. Yeah, I mean, of course I believe this account about the the Apostle Paul. Of course, we know Saul later becomes, his name becomes Paul, right? Sure, brother, of course I believe that. But I guess I, I mean it like this. Do we believe that? Is the Lord still doing this kind of thing today? Right? I know. I know. So many in this room would raise your hand and say that the Lord did that to me. There was a day. There was a day. You know, my life was one way and I met Jesus in this day and it all changed after that point, praise God. And I can say, okay, maybe back then, but what about today, right? What about right now? Is the Lord still doing this? Praise God, he is. Praise the Lord. I know we believe that. You mean to tell me someone who's headed in such a bad way, God can change everything? Is that possible? I'm reading the Bible. I'm, telling, I'm not telling you my words right now, right? I'm reading the Bible here. Oh, this was only just this one time with Apostle Paul. No way. Over and over again, this is what God has done. Thank you, Jesus.
No question, it looked bad for Paul or Saul. He persecuted Jesus himself. Well, that's bad, right? That's bad. But I got to say, wait a second. I'm no better than this, right? I'm thinking about it. Wait a second. If I read my Bible, I, isn't it true? Every time I've sinned, hasn't that also been? It's almost like another, another hammer blow to the nails and the, that went into his hands and feet on the cross, right? Doesn't it say he was wounded for our transgressions, right? Pierced for our iniquities, right? Weren't, weren't every stripe that was on his back, weren't our sins and transgressions part of that? Wasn't I persecuting the Lord by going my own way? That's, that's the Bible I'm reading. I can't, I can't look down on Paul here. Are you kidding? No way. We know every one of us, every one of us, deserves God's judgment. And we're all equal in this way before God. Praise the Lord. But he's so good to us. We are all equal in need of a Savior. All our righteousness is as filthy rags as we could read about, right? And by the way, it's the same for the rich. It's the same for the poor. It's the same for the educated, for the uneducated, for the talented, for the not talented. For the famous, for the unknown. I, I pray if God gives us an opportunity to meet some famous person that we would not be so distracted, you know, by what their position is in this world and what other people think. But we would realize, listen, that person has trials like any other human being. That person is a human like any other human being. They are, are a sinner like any other human being, Right? And we would be able to look past that and see with the love of Christ and be able to speak to them as a human being to a human being. Praise God. But then if we, we run across a person that nobody knows, we would be no different. Praise the Lord. Someone who Jesus Christ died for. No one else might recognize them, but Jesus knows who they are. Praise God. So the Lord can work sovereignly, but as he would have it, he wants others to be part of his work. Amen? And so let's read what happens next. Again, I don't want to take a long time here, but... So let me see. Excuse me. Verse 10, it says, And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias, and to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, behold, I am here, Lord. Wow, is that you? I mean, can you be like that? Lord says, Ananias, and you're like, Lord, I'm right here. Praise God. Verse 11, and the Lord said unto him, arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth, and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem, and here he hath authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. Praise God. 
And by the way, I, I, I wanted, since Brother Brian had mentioned about in chapter 5 this morning, a man named Ananias, of course, this is a very different person, praise God, even though they have the same name. This is a, obviously a man that is very, walking very close to the Lord, praise God. The Lord appears to this man, right? And I just, th- we just think about what we see right here. He's ready to hear from the Lord, praise God. Right, are we ready like that? He's, he must be walking in the Spirit. He must be, you know, continuing in prayer, right? It's like hearing from the Lord is not, is not a strange thing. Not, he doesn't have to stop everything. The Lord doesn't have to smack him, you know, to get his attention. Praise God. His heart was prepared, amen? So the Lord tells him, I want you to go and meet this man Saul. Tells him where to go find him. And we, we can tell by his reaction, he knew, he knew exactly who this person was. Knew, he knew all, what he was all about, right? He, he responds to the Lord isn't this the person that I've heard about? You know, he knew, he knew what he had done before. He knew why he was coming to, to Damascus to capture people like himself and drag him away to prison. Lord, are you sure you know what you're saying here? Right? He knew it was a dangerous thing. It, at least it seems to him. But, you know, he doesn't say. I, I'm glad it's recorded here that we know it. He, it's, it's not exactly so simple for him, right? He's a human being, praise God. But we don't hear him say something like this, Lord, that sounds great that you want to save this man. I'm all for that. Uh, but if you don't mind, I'd rather keep my distance. That's okay. You know, I'll see how it all plays out. Uh, wait maybe five or six years. and may, If you want me to go see him then. And, you know, one thing, I guess I realized this before, but it really jumped out to me this time. You know, the Lord had such confidence in this man because it says that he tells Ananias that Saul has already seen a vision of a man named Ananias coming to him and laying his hands on him, right? So the Lord's saying, he's already seen you come and laying hands on on him. You know, well... I suppose if you want someone to do something for you, you might go and ask them, hey, can you do this? Before you tell the other person, they're on their way, right? But he, te- he shows this. Wow, the Lord had such confidence in Ananias. Praise God. I Could the Lord do that with me, right? Could he tell somebody, I'm going to send this guy to you. His name's Dan. And I'm going to show up, right? Oh, Lord. So we know Ananias wasn't comfortable with it, it. and we know he even knew the danger of it and perhaps struggled with some fears, but guess what? Let's look in verse 17. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest has sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, <clears throat> and he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. Praise the Lord. 
So regardless of what he struggled with, Ananias did what God had asked him to do. Praise the Lord. And I just want to pray that we can have this kind of heart. Amen? That we would be able, you know, ready like this man. And have that kind of heart, a heart that sees past, you know, whatever uh, discomfort perhaps, or I don't know, whatever might hold us back from reaching out the way the Lord would, would want us to. Praise God. That we would be listening to the Lord and be someone that God can count on, that we'd be ready and willing even to be uncomfortable or even to overcome our fears if need be. Praise the Lord. Lord, help us. Amen. You know, there's another example we don't have time to look at tonight, but if you look at later on in the chapter, there's a man named Barnabas, praise God. And just want to mention to you, later on, Paul goes to Jerusalem, and guess what? Do you think everyone welcomes him with open arms? Nope, they're all afraid of him. They all avoid him. And I probably would be like that too. I can't say I wouldn't, I don't know. But guess who, guess who goes to him and says, come here and takes him, right, by the arm and says, and stands by his side and, and brings him right, right in with the others and, and, and you know, speaks for him and says, listen, I, I want to tell you, I, I, I've heard what this man has said. I, I've, I've seen his heart, and I want to speak for him. He loves the Lord. Praise God. Can, can the Lord use us like that? You know, that kind of person is important in the, in the house of God, right? I can just quickly say I know it reminds me of Brother Marty, actually. And I can say my wife was talking a lot about this because, you know, her father, uh, Brother Bob Wells, went home to, to the Lord a few years ago when he first got saved. Guess, guess who came right over and, you know, welcomed him right in, brought him right over the, with the other brothers. It was Brother Marty. And I think that's just one, one small example of probably how much he would do that kind of thing. Praise God. So I, I hope that's an encouragement. Oh, and by the way, can you get any more personal and closer than this than Ananias did when he went in and he laid hands, right? And I want to say praise God. We're, we're, we're not meeting, you know, over the internet tonight. We're not meeting at some distance. We're not meeting on the phone here. We're met, meeting in person. And praise the Lord, if you haven't been here on a, a prayer night, you're going to see we're going to come up right, right up here. We'll spend a little time praying on our own, and then we'll come together and pray for each other. And we'll lay hands, holy hands. And I want to tell you that's, that's right here in the Bible. Praise the Lord. And the Lord can work through that. So that's, that's my encouragement to you tonight. So why don't we uh, come forward and seek the Lord. Amen. Praise God.